I could sit here and say, how come I'm not Will Forte? How come I'm not Patton Oswalt? Instead, I'm like, good for Will Forte. Yeah. Good for Patton Oswalt. That is so cool that they've succeeded to that degree. And to be honest with you, it was an honor to be able to sit in the same room, play on the same floor with them, right. be considered an equal, and still be friends to some degree. So I shouldn't be thinking, how come Will Forte's not on the morning show with me? <laughs> <laughs> that is what you're thinking. But thanks for pretending like it was just some subconscious hypothetical. Or how about Patton Oswalt? <laughs> Believe me, Will Forte and Patton Oswalt would not want to take this pay cut. Here we are again, coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly is a mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, am a longtime patient. We like to look at certain issues from both perspectives to try and take the stigma out of going to therapy. And this week, Courtney, for episode 60, we are going to address something that can be both good and bad, believe it or not, and that would be envy, jealousy, especially in the workplace. Yes, and I found out something very interesting, which I guess it didn't really register with me before. Je- Jealousy usually involves someone else that you're jealous over something. With envy, it's the one person that you're envious of something that they have. And with jealousy, it could be like two people. You're jealous because somebody else is giving them attention. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I said, oh, then I probably experienced more envy of looking at someone and saying, oh, they have what I want. And how do I get that (laughs) type of situation? And that that can be productive. Yeah, That's a good motivator. Mm -hmm. And even in the workplace, you can have two types of criticism. You can have stuff that's just designed to make you feel bad and cut you down, Mm -hmm. or there's constructive criticism where you can look at it honestly and say, well, how can I better myself as a result? And you can use envy also to inspire yourself to try and attain what maybe Mm -hmm. other people are attaining, whether you work with them directly or not. The problem is it doesn't always go that way, especially if somebody gets a promotion that you think you deserve and you don't get it. (laughs) Exactly. And I was reading an article and they were talking about benign envy, which is what you're talking about when it actually can be helpful because it helps you to boost your motivation and you also want to improve yourself and you focus on what you can do to move forward. But there's also malicious envy and that's when you're motivated to kind of pull someone else down, someone that you perceive as superior to you and you're focusing on damaging them. And that's where it can be damaging to yourself because that's not a healthy way to live. And it can be very difficult to be on the receiving end of the jealousy or the envy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can misconstrue the source where it's coming from. The effect that maybe it's having on you might be a little bit warped. And I will say, from my perspective as a long-time radio personality, television writer, you work with a lot of different creative people. And sometimes you will have people who admire what you do. They admire your ability Mm -hmm. and talents. They laugh with you. And they're really excited because they look at it as a team effort. If I say something funny, it's not just making me look good, it's helping the whole show and vice versa Mm -hmm. for you. If you do something, I always say it's a team effort here. But there are some people who they don't like it when they perceive that you're getting all of the laughs. Or on the radio, if you do phone topics, if they perceive that the listeners are agreeing with the other person, if you're debating something and not agreeing with you. I've even worked for managers who, for a while too, a lot of people who are bosses in radio, they're failed on-air personalities, those who can't do teach. Not in every instance, but sometimes.
friends. And after a while, they can start to resent you because they're like, ugh, I should be doing what he or she is doing. I could do that better, that kind of thing. I've even had people who are above me, they see listeners getting excited to see me and they're like, oh, and I'm like, isn't that what we're going for here? <laughs> isn't that what we kind of want? And by the way, I don't like the attention. I'm very socially right. awkward, so it's not like it's feeding an ego for me at all. That's the irony. <laughs> it is. But that's what can also be a problem sometimes. It can cause all kinds of workplace trauma, really, mm-hmm. emotionally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's really difficult for the person and you start to feel kind of alienated too and you feel picked on. The person who someone is envious of, that's a hard thing to kind of cope with as well and to try to understand where it's all coming from. Sometimes there needs to be a conversation or sometimes it's refocusing on other things, but you kind of feel targeted, I'm sure. You can also see this in romantic relationships and not just everyday ones where maybe one spouse is out earning the other, but in the celebrity world where people are really keeping score Mm -hmm. in terms of, who's the more viable right now, who is the hotter celebrity. This is why you see so many of these marriages Mm -hmm. break up. Your career is up here. Mine is down here. I'm feeling insignificant by comparison to you. Plus, you're under this spotlight of the press and the paparazzi and everything else. It's a lot to handle. Isn't that interesting? Because we do. We see a lot of different relationships like that. They break up and then you hear about it later like, oh, well, I was kind of on the rise at that time, Mm -hmm. but their career was kind of going a little south. And so there was a lot of that. And you figure there's just a lot of ego going on in relationships like that when there's people that are both in the spotlight and they're used to all the attention. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be really difficult. Too. Oh, a couple of narcissists who are trying to outdo each other. <laughs> Fighting for Doing the, uh... the same thing for a career, yeah. too. That's really, really tough. And then you throw this into it, too. If you have an actor and an actress and you're married and not only is your spouse succeeding, but let's just say, oh, your husband now is making out with Kate Hudson. Oh, <laughs> what is that going to do right. to the marriage? You exactly. seem a little too into it. Oh, mm-hmm. you're flirting on the set and all of that. It's just that really my becomes job. a problem. All right. <laughs> I can tell you too, having worked on the radio, it takes a certain kind of person, for me anyway, a female to date me who can take me talking about our personal lives, mm-hmm. joking around by flirting with callers, maybe a Hollywood starlet who's on, and you mean nothing by it, but that's not always an easy sell to right. somebody who loves you. Of course, of course. Especially with relationships, it's so important to turn toward each other and talk about it. Because a lot of people from their past, they've had things happen to them. Maybe somebody cheated on them or somebody betrayed their trust. And so it really develops in people this issue with jealousy. I've worked with people who would start accusing their partner of things that wasn't necessarily true. There was no evidence for it. But because they were insecure and they saw the person maybe having a phone call and they didn't know who they were talking to or their text came in and the person who had been wronged in the past, they start having all these ideas in their head. And I think it's really important. I just talked to someone about this the other day. Being able to speak to that with your partner in an honest, vulnerable way and saying, hey, listen, because of the stuff I've gone through, sometimes I get triggered and this is what happens. And so I just want to tell you, this is one of those times that is so much different than coming at somebody and being like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Like, what's (laughs) going on? Let me see that phone of yours. It never works to start surveilling people's phones and checking all of that. That just erodes the trust. So if you do feel that jealousy or if the other person is having some issues with it, really have that honesty 
honest dialogue and talk about it and say, hey, when this comes up, let's just talk about it. It's such a different approach if you do it honestly and say, I'm starting to feel insecure or I'm starting to get jealous. And it means so much. And then you can work on it. You'd be in that mindful place where you can see, you can feel it happening and you can speak to it rather than having it control your life. To give you a personal example of this, my wife and I lead very busy career lives. And the other day we were having a discussion about something and I didn't challenge her per se, but I questioned her about something because Mm -hmm. I was feeling insecure in the relationship. Sometimes I feel like if she does have someone that she's in a relationship with, that's not me. It's her job. Mm -hmm. And I get a little bit, I don't want to say jealous of the job, but I said something in relation to that whole thing. And then she got very defensive, at which point I diffuse things by saying, can you really look at this for what it is? I'm a human being and I have emotions Mm -hmm. and I can get insecure like anybody else, but I'm invested enough in you to be concerned about it, that I want to talk about it to you. And I feel safe enough to be able to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And Courtney, like a light switch being flipped, it immediately took her off of the defensive Mm -hmm. and we were able to have a productive conversation about it. Exactly. When people come at you, you're going to feel defensive and you start getting like, oh my gosh. like you're being attacked. Exactly. And when that happens, you know, you kind of shut down or you launch and you start saying things that you don't truly mean. It's just that you feel like you have to protect yourself. And so when you do that, when you're vulnerable and actually when people think about vulnerability, they're like, oh my gosh, I'll be weak. No, you're actually very strong when you're able to be honest and say, this is how I'm feeling. And just like you said, I'm human. This is how I feel sometimes. And I'm being open with you. And I really want that space to be able to express this. And like you said, that totally turned the situation. And that's awesome. And that's what we need, especially when we're dealing with all of these uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. And I could give you an example where people can productively use envy when it comes to a work relationship. There was somebody that I worked with in radio who I had known for a long time prior to that. And he had always told me what a big fan of mine he was, which made me unbelievably uncomfortable, but I really (laughs) appreciated it. So we finally got a chance to work together and It only stayed together for about two years, radio being radio. So recently, he's since moved away. We've stayed in touch. He was still in my wedding party. Every time he's in town, we visit. He recently sat me down, and I don't want to say that he was envious of me, but he said that I always strive to be as good as you. Mm. And he said, I'm just so in awe of you. And as a matter of fact, the way we met was I was in a show with somebody else, and he was friends with that other person. He said, but I would listen to the show, and I really wanted to be friends with you. And I just want to say now, in the aftermath of all of that, just how much I admire you and how awesome you are and how I still every day strive to be more like you. And I'll tell you what, I don't really get touched or moved. I get Mm -hmm. uncomfortable a lot of times when people say (laughs) anything to me and they compliment me, but I really- is your (laughs) go-to. Exactly. But I do respect him and I respect his opinion. And I have to say that really touched me Mm -hmm. at a time where maybe I've been feeling a little bit insecure in my career Mm -hmm. in certain areas. I don't want to get into that whole thing, but it was just what the doctor ordered. And if you're looking for a way to take maybe some of that competitive drive that you have at the workplace, or maybe even within a marriage or within a friendship, that's a way to channel it productively. Yeah, absolutely. And that reminds me of a situation I had when I was a life coach and I was struggling and I was envious of, there was a woman who she had this very successful coaching career and all of these things. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I saw her speak and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could ever do it. She does, and I don't think I'm that good at what I do, and that whole thing because plays into all your insecurities. Yeah, exactly. Could I ever do that? And so I actually approached her, and I was able to be mentored by her, which was awesome. And then I realized she does a lot of 
things that are not up my alley. <laughs> like I realize, like, oh, wait a minute, I have my own strengths. I have my own personality and way that I do things and I'm comfortable with that and I like what I bring to the table and she's different and Mm -hmm. that's okay too. And once I was able to get to know her and get mentored by her, it really broke through some of that and I didn't hold that envy anymore. I admired her. I took what I could to learn from her, but I didn't feel that insecurity anymore because I was able to work through that and have her as a mentor and it was a great process. When I was coming up as a young comedy writer for TV, I was lucky enough to be in a room with people who ended up being shooting stars, the likes Mm -hmm. of Will Forte, the likes of Patton Oswalt. And as I would sit in that room, and I remember just being in awe of Will Forte, his writing ability is just so off the charts. And that could have gone one of two ways for me, where I could have said, how come his stuff is getting on more than mine? Mm -hmm. But one day, I just went up to him and I said, dude, I just want to let you know something. You are head and shoulders above of pretty much everybody in this room. And I just thought that you should know that. I thought that you should know how talented you are and I'm excited to see where your journey is going to go and from that moment we became fast friends and since that time and same thing with Patton Oswalt who's gone on to have an amazing career I could sit here and say how come I'm not Will Forte how come I'm not Patton Oswalt instead I'm like good for Will Forte good for Patton Oswalt that is so cool that they've succeeded to that degree and to be honest with you much like the friend who came to me it was an honor to be able to sit in the same room play on the same floor with them, be considered an equal, and still be friends to some degree. So I shouldn't be thinking, how come Will Forte's not on the morning show with me? (laughs) (laughs) That is what you're thinking. But thanks for pretending like it was just some subconscious hypothetical. Or how about Patton Oswalt? <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. That Believe is the- me, Will Forte and Patton Oswalt would not want to take this pay cut. Uh, but we have so much fun. See, that's the thing. We though, do. Brian. I think that they would love that. Well, and that's the thing, too, Courtney. Like, we don't have at least I don't on my end have a competitive nature between us and I think maybe part of it is we've known each other for so long and we were friends before we were working this closely together and I think having that base helps however where it gets to be difficult and I've discussed this before on the podcast when I worked with my younger brother Mm -hmm. who he's within a year and a half of what I am and sibling rivalry is something pretty natural and when you're doing creative pursuits sometimes there are a lot fights over what's funny, what's not funny, and it can escalate very, very quickly. Mm. If you're that comfortable with somebody, and this is where you can have problems in a marriage too, you're in each other's faces every day, Mm -hmm. you know where every single hot button is, and from time to time, to let off some steam, you'll press three of them at once. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, 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 yeah. But as I said, we had to devise a system to Mm. work around that, and thank God that we were, because if not, either one or both of us would be dead. (laughs) I was going to say that you're both around. It's interesting we actually were sent from our former PD, we were sent an article, it was from the Wall Street Journal, and it was about coping with jealousy in the workplace and that kind of thing. And, and by the way, a PD is a program director. Program director. And that's a radio yes. term for somebody who is your boss. Just <laughs> Sorry, for people who I don't should, know, that's not, that's okay. unfold it more. Uh, now um, suddenly, <laughs> she's not envious of me, but she still wants to murder me. <laughs> yes, the program director. And it was really interesting because this is a human emotion that we all have, and we should all not give ourselves a hard time about it when mm-hmm. we feel that, because a lot 
lot of times we're like, oh, I feel jealousy. Oh, that's supposed to be bad. Envy and stuff like that. But no, don't judge yourself. Kind of figure out how you want to manage it. Validate what you're feeling and knowing that we're social animals and we want to know where we are in the order of things. So this does happen and realize that from this insecurity and the envy, sometimes it can cause us to have anger and anxiety. So it is important to look at this. And one of the focuses in the article was kind of cool. They were saying, keep a brag file on yourself, you know, so that you can acknowledge what and you hope do. that nobody ever stumbles I upon know, it. because if they ever see it, you are going to get arrested. What I love you know about what. me. Yeah. And maybe keep track of some accomplishments that you've had each week and that kind of thing. I know if I could see your brag file, I'd be like, whoa, I'm going to post this up at Cat Country Mornings. Hey, it's a uh, post-it note. <laughs> I love it. But another thing they said is fake it till you make it. I found myself doing this sometimes too in the workplace and something. There might be someone that just rubs you the wrong way or you do feel that jealousy or envy about. And you're like, you know what? I shouldn't be holding this for them. I should really be focusing on what I need to do and really congratulate them and go to them and give them that praise when appropriate or send out that thank you note or whatever it may be. It's funny that you should say that. Fake it till you make it. My wife has that framed up on the ceiling in our bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm suddenly realizing why. (laughs) You also jogged my memory about something. There's this weird thing in entertainment and in radio. And even when I was talking about the writing thing about how, oh, maybe I should be jealous of Will Forte or Patton Oswalt, but I'm not. There's a certain segment of people in radio, because I've been doing it in the same market for going on 30 years. I have worked with pretty much everybody who's still around here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have moved on to different jobs within the market. And now we're quote unquote competitors. And I'm still friendly with them. And I will have certain people say to me, they're the enemy now. How dare you fraternize with them? I don't look at it that way. I look at it this way. They're my friends. They're people that I love. I still want them to succeed. I don't want them to succeed to the detriment of me to the extent Mm -hmm. that I'm going to lose my job. I just hope we can all succeed enough and there's enough money to go around that we can all keep doing what we love and still remain friends. And I don't know how or why anyone would ever have an issue with that. Well, because I think you focus on abundance in that way, not on scarcity. Other people focus on there's only so much to go around. So you have to get what you need and forget about everybody else and there's not enough. So we have to compete and we have to fight for it. But if you have the idea in your head of there's abundance, there's enough for everyone and we can all find our place in all of this, then it doesn't feel quite so survival. Like, you know what I mean? You need to drag the other people down in order for you to look good. It's interesting because, Brian, you are a bunch of all different... uh, (laughs) A mishmash of of all all kinds of crap. All different things. It's so funny. Contradictions. That's what you are because you are very competitive about certain things. It's like, oh my gosh, if I played Uno with you, I'd probably end up crying in the bathroom because you'd probably... But at the same time, you're not competitive with us doing what we do on the radio and we work very collaboratively and you're not competitive in that way. The best way um, I can describe that is Uno is not life and death and Uno is not going to affect your living. But yet you treat it like it is. Your living. <laughs> well, I do that and this is why I try to stay away from it. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, even when we make a mistake on the radio, as I say to everybody, it's radio, nobody died. It's Uno, nobody died. Right. But for me to wish that somebody would lose a job so I could succeed, I don't believe in karma, but karmically, I just do think that that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think that you should root for people to succeed, and I don't think that you should shut down a relationship. There are idiots in this industry who don't talk to me anymore just because I'm across the hall, Mm -hmm. and I feel bad.
bad for them. Yeah. I think that's actually pathetic. They're missing out. Exactly. Boy, you. oh boy, you can tell them more than anybody how much they're missing out. <laughs> and even still, even though they don't like me, I still don't want to see them lose a job. Of but that's just not. how I'm wired. And yeah. I wish more people were wired that way. But unfortunately, they're not. My brother's favorite saying, other people ruin everything. You're constantly working around some of the dysfunction mm-hmm. and some of the things, the insecurities that people have within themselves. And you have to do that in a way where you don't feel bad about yourself. I don't want anybody to hate me. But when it comes to that particular person or Mm -hmm. people, I don't care. Because at some point, I just have to say, well, that's nothing that I've done. That's an issue that you have. Of course. To really think about also what is influencing you, like social media. That's another thing that people can get all upset about, feel like they're missing out on something, feel like they don't have what other people have. Oh, you want to talk about jealousy and envy? Surely, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this one's on another vacation? mm -hmm. Well, how come I'm not on vacation? (laughs) Little snarky comments. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Must be nice. And I remember I had someone make a comment before. It always struck me. This was one. I was a life coach and I put it up. I felt like I had to be really brave to put it up because I had to put it out there that I wanted to do some coaching. So I put my rate and I put like a little advertisement for it. And I remember somebody wrote on it like, oh, must be nice to make such and such amount of money and not even have a master's degree or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I got so insecure to this day. I still remember. I know who it was. I know when it was. I know all of that thing because it really hit that part of me, that insecurity of you don't deserve that. Which is exactly what they wanted and to so, do. And so, yeah, because they were coming from an insecure place right, as well, instead right. of saying, good for you, you did your training. And I remember one day was so freeing. I did a life coach training and I'm so used to just taking what people will give me. You're good enough for this because somebody said, I said to her, I said, I don't know what to charge for coaching. She goes, well, what do you need to make? And I'm like, <laughs> what? That's a whole nother concept. What do you mean? What do I need to make? Oh, I get to choose. This is my own business and I get to choose. She goes, yeah. And she came from the corporate world. So she was kind of cool with that. But it was interesting. I said, that's a whole nother concept of, oh, I can choose what I am worthy of. Here's my problem. I want Conor McGregor's Lamborghini boat. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Hello, Patton Oswalt. (laughs) What if I can borrow some money? (laughs) This is when you call up some of your friends. Exactly. Call some of those friends up, Brian. So just like with anything else, Courtney, there is a line. There is a way to channel even things that most people might think is negative energy into a positive. And I think that's the big picture message here. That is the big picture message. Just like we talked about the two kinds of envy. One is malicious where you're pulling other people down. The other one benign where your motivation is up and you are focused on what you can control and what is in front of you that you can do to better yourself. And when you see other people that you feel envious of, remember there's something in there that is clicking with you that you would like in your life. And so figuring out how do you do that? Maybe it's talking to the person. Maybe it's getting a mentor. Maybe it's changing some of your goals around. But this can be very valuable information. And for Forgive yourself for feeling some of those feelings because we're human and this is going to happen. I just had a jealousy biopsy. It's at the lab. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hoping to get a call later today. P&T for me. P&T for Brian oh, Mulhern. T&P, yeah. <laughs> T&P, whatever. However they do it. <laughs> I do it my way. Yes. Jealous. <laughs> yeah. He's all about doing it his way. Courtney, That's if cool. people want to get in touch with you to discuss anything more about this or anything else, how do they do so? Absolutely. You can email me wellness at wctk.com and we also have great resources 
is up for you on our Wellness Wednesday page and another segment and episodes that we do. You can find us at catcountry.com. At Cat Country Mornings on socials, individual pages, we have Courtney Kelly, EY, Courtney Kelly Bedard. I am Brian Mulhern, B-R-I-A-N-M-U-L-H-E-R-N. And don't forget to tell your friends about Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Tell them they can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even listen on their smart devices. We're everywhere. And if they have their own podcast, we're not jealous of it. No. We want your podcast to succeed. Yes. But we don't want you to have more streams than we yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not better than us, though. <laughs> so thank you so much. We are feeling very, very blessed to have you listening to us. And we hope that you will continue to listen to us on Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Thank you. I want to talk about-